Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Braden Sprint here alongside uh, Luke Ramirez. We're getting ready to break down the Metro Mesa League. We're going to start it off with uh, an interview with the head coach from Eastlake. His name is John McFadden, a longtime Eastlake uh, football coach. Uh, coach McFadden, how are you doing this afternoon? Wonderful. Beautiful hot day. Yes, again, beautiful hot day as we get through camp here. Uh, we're kind of in the dog days of camp trying to, you know, get ready for the high school football season. We're right around the scrimmage time to hit somebody else. Uh, how's Eastlake looking? How are your boys looking? And uh, how excited are you for the season to start? I think we're looking pretty darn good. You know, a lot of turmoil during the off season, but the kids, it didn't affect them at all. You know, and, uh, you know, it, they've worked their butts off at the best um, – weight room we've ever had best off-season work we've ever had and um you know had, had a little inner squad scrimmage last week and looked pretty solid we were able to put two teams together that were very competitive and so now it's exciting to be able to go against somebody else this week and uh we're lucky we get to go against some pretty good pretty good teams this week because we got to get ready for maybe one of the hardest schedules in the in the county over the uh the year so we need to be ready for that Coach Luke Ramirez here. Um, talk, tell us a little bit about uh, your offensive coordinator and, and what what you guys have been uh, had in the works kind of into the season. Well, I'm the offense coordinator, so I think I think that our offense coordinator is awesome. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I, and offensively we do um, something a little different than most teams. We run kind of a fly uh, tempo. Spread. Not not too much spread, but everybody sees it as a wing tee. It's really not a wing tee, but that's they can call it whatever they want. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of tempo. Get the ball out. We do throw the ball a little bit more than everybody thinks. And um, this year, I think we have five or six really good receivers. Um, so I'm excited to get them the ball quite a bit and a lot more speed than we had last year. So I'm excited about that. Coach McFadden, you're talking about your schedule. Luke and I were looking over it uh, not too long ago, and it's, it is uh, arguably one of the toughest schedules you're going to have, um, especially the non-league. You open up with Steel Canyon. You got St. Augustine at Lincoln, who's uh, going to be very good this year, uh, San Jacinto, and then, of course, uh, Cathedral Catholic and El Camino kind of rounded off. Uh, three of those opponents arguably might be in the top five uh, in the Union Tribune's top ten polls they come out. Uh, what was the, uh, you know, coming into the season, do you like Bill? Building up really tough schedules for yourself, and what what was the game plan uh, in terming, uh you know, getting this ready to go for you guys? Well, I think we are kind of like all the rest of those teams. Uh, a lot of people don't want to play us, and for whatever reason, and um, you know, so, so it's very difficult to find a game. Um, so we play whoever wants to play us, and it doesn't really matter. It's a preseason game. You know, I think we're going to be very competitive, and if whichever teams make the fewest mistakes will uh, win the game. So you know, our job is just to coach them up and no matter who you go against, you got to hit and you got to, you know, tackle and you got to complete passes and not turn the ball over. And that's kind of what we preach. And 
and all those other good teams we're going against will be preaching the same thing. So, uh, but we'll be ready to play, you know. And, and when we come out of uh, preseason, I think we're going to be, um, you know, a much much better team. And uh, you know, I think we'll be ready for league and going into the playoffs. So, talk a little bit more about uh, you know coming back after a few years off and how you've been able to kind of make the program yours again. Well, I, I you know I coached three out of the four years that I when I, after I stepped down, two of them for. Um, Lee Price, who was the head coach, and he did an excellent job here, and um, you know probably still should be the head coach if yet if, if uh, my opinion mattered, but apparently it didn't. Um, and so, and then I coached over at Olympia in one of those years, and that was a fun fun time to go over and work with some freshman kids. Um, and then one year I took off, I realized that yeah, I basically have no life, so I better uh, be a head coach. So I had actually gotten the job at Benita, um, and I was going on my way over there. And about 10 minutes after I accepted the job, uh, Coach Trump stepped down. And, um, yeah, I just couldn't leave Eastlake because they're such a wonderful school and place to set up. But, yeah, I was, I was going to take a head coaching job somewhere, you know, because it's kind of what I need to do to stay sane. So. Well, I, I'm not going to let you and Luke uh, talk about how great Eastlake is all the time. you got two <laughs> Eastlake guys with me right now. Uh, Coach McFadden, uh, we, I know Eastlake is, is a great school. Uh, you guys got some great players as well. You guys were talk, you were talking about some of the receivers you have coming back, but who are going to be some of the impact uh, kids uh, for the Titans this year? Well, I think um, uh, Max Susi and um, uh, Jackson uh, Daly are two of the uh, the guys who've gotten a lot of recognition already, and they're both you know, Max will definitely be our uh, senior leader of the defense, and you know he was probably our second best defensive player last year behind McCurdy, um, and he's just very consistent and tough. Jackson is uh, going to be a force up front and on both sides of the line, uh, just really athletic and tough, and you know big, about two fifty, about six three. So he'll be he'll be uh, doing it on both sides of the ball. But then uh, Mateo Law hasn't got a whole lot of notice. He took over at running back for us last year after our two big guys got hurt and did a great job for us, and he's looking really quick. Um, so, yeah, those guys, but Holden Stevens is, you know, just an uh, unassuming guy, at receiver, and a guy named uh, Derwin Novicio, um, and a couple other guys, that, you know, a couple sophomores, Jordan Blodman, Jordan Swan, uh, and a couple linebackers that are just real deal guys. And I think people are going to be surprised when they see them. So, uh, but yeah, a lot of—I mean, we have a lot of good football players here, you know. And and you lose a couple here and there, and everybody thinks it's going to go. Oh my God, what's going to happen? And then the next guy steps up. That's exciting. Very exciting. Speaking of guys stepping up, um, can you give us a little bit more insight into the the quarterback? I understand there's a couple of underclassmen that are going to be vying for the position. Yeah, yeah. The, um, you know, uh, Richie Cormonero decided. Uh, uh, it was, he had better prospects over at St. Augustine, and they do a great job, and I'm sure he'll be great over there. Um, so that opened up the quarterback spot because he basically had it over here. Uh, he did a great job for us last year. Um, and so we got two young men, uh, Cole McFarlane and uh, Adriel Colmanero, which is no relation to Richie. But uh, both of them have just come a long ways, and people were worried about that, and they always are. So just relax. Let them come along. And they're both throwing the ball really well. They're picking up on the offense. You know, they're about where Richie was last year at the beginning of, of the year. So, yeah, it's going to have some growing pains, and they'll fight for the spot. And probably within a few games, we'll know who the guy is and, and will win it. And we just had a kid come in, uh, say, apparently a professional soccer player down in Mexico, and he's a six foot five goalie who 
is working as a, our kickoff guy along with Julian Ramos and uh, Henri Bogart. And he said, Coach, I'd like to try quarterback. And he's a great athlete, and he throws the ball really well. So we're working him there, too. And his name is Bryce um, Ramirez. So I don't think there's any real relationship, but he's a, he's a cool kid, too. So. Well, Coach, we're excited for uh, for Eastlake this season. You guys got a really tough schedule to start off, but a lot of big games uh, for the Eastlake Titans that we look forward to uh, you know, keeping tabs on. Coach John McFadden, thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to talking to you during the rest of the season. Great. Thanks a bunch. Thanks for all you do. As we continue to preview the Metro Mesa League on the High School Football Podcast on 97 Through the Fan, alongside Luke Ramirez, I'm Braden Soprenit. Uh, we're now met with the uh, head coach of Modern Day. His name is John Joyner, uh, doing a tremendous job down there at Modern Day. Coach Joyner, what are you do- how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Uh, we're doing fantastic. Uh, let- let's get into it. Uh, first of all, uh, I know we're, we're in that stretch of camp where we just can't wait to hit somebody else uh, in terms of scrimmages coming up. Uh, but how's how's modern day looking so far? Are you, are you pleased with the talent you've gotten? Are you pleased with the, how your guys have progressed so far? Yeah, no, it's, it's one day away, so pretty excited about getting to hit some other, you know, somebody else. But camp's been going well. Guys are working really hard, and uh, yeah, very very happy with the talent level and all that. But more importantly, very happy with the work ethic at this point. Coach, Luke Ramirez here. Um, Walk us through your schedule a little bit. Um, It seems to be a theme with the South Bay, these tough non-league schedules. Um, Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of a tough thing nowadays to schedule. It's getting harder and harder. I think with the way the divisions are set up, um, everybody's either trying to play in their division or play up. Um, We have kind of a tough time sometimes finding games. So, we're we're kind of open to playing whoever we can play. We've played El Cap for like the last six years, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, we have a pretty good rivalry with Bishops as well, so we just kind of filled out the schedule the way it works. But you know, we we when it comes to scheduling, we just kind of look to see what works for us and see if people have openings and got to play somebody, you know. Uh, what is the off season like for uh, for you guys after uh, you know you went three and seven last year after a really good season the year before uh, you know I know you lost CJ Verdell two years ago and so you had to you know regroup but uh, off season after a you know after a season where you didn't get the record obviously that you wanted uh, what was it like for your kids in, in in times of you know putting time in the weight room and getting them ready to go for this year uh, how was the off season program for you guys this year off season went great. Um, we were really young. We had, we played 21 sophomores on varsity last year. Um, even this year, we're still pretty young. Uh, we only have nine seniors on the team, but we have a lot of guys that are returning that have played, you know, varsity football. Um, the offseason was great. Guys worked really hard. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a tough situation here in modern day. Like, I think 72% of our football players play at least two sports, if not three. So you don't always have those guys in the weight room and that stuff, but – when our guys are in there, they work hard, and um, you know we have a year-round program that that we take pride in and try to get our bodies ready. Absolutely, and uh, one of those seniors is Aiden Calvert. Uh, talk to us a little bit about him. I know he's your guy down there this year. Yeah, Aiden's special. Uh, he has sitting on four scholarship offers right now. He's a two-sport athlete. He's also a great baseball player for uh, here at Modern Day. Um, you know, he's great academically. He's a phenomenal kid off the field. And he's been with us kind of since his sophomore year. He took over kind of right away when CJ left. Um, you know, I'm not comparing him to CJ. That's not fair for anybody. But Aiden's kind of making his own way and leaving his own mark. 
talking about you know other guys in your in your program that are going to be impact players for for modern day this year. Um, we're talking with Luke off the air. It sounds like you guys got a freshman coming in that's going to be uh, the real deal. But you got some other kids too um, that are going to be impact players. Who are these kids uh, that are going to help out the Crusaders this year? I think Jonathan Miller. Uh, he's a starting corner and, and slot receiver for us. He's another one of the seniors that's going to come in and, and, and make a big impact. I think on the defense side of the ball, Jacob Finch, who's a senior, strong safety for us. Uh, Mike Harrington, who's a returning inside linebacker. He's kind of our defensive captain, along with uh, Eric Davis, who will be a defensive lineman and, and really special for us. I think defensive line is going to actually be one of our strengths. Um, we, we return four starters from you know from a year ago and those guys are all going to be ready to make an impact and uh we have two freshmen that are going to play varsity which is cool um it's not something that normally happen but uh these boys physically can handle it and also mentally can handle it so we'll see if you know on a friday night they can make some plays coach not sure if you're trying to uh keep them a secret but one of those freshmen is trey edwards um is there anything you can want to give us on him or i i mean i've already read some stuff it's kind of like his name is already out there i would say Oh, yeah. No, we're not trying to keep him a secret. Uh, Trey Edwards plays inside linebacker and running back, and Chris Snyder plays corner and wide receiver. Um, you know, for us to play a freshman on varsity, we don't just look at the physical aspect. Like, these guys can physically handle 7 o'clock, but they're both mentally really prepared. Uh, they've been playing football a long time. They understand the game. They can understand what we're trying to do, and then kind of have the maturity to play varsity football. So, we don't just kind of put guys on varsity just as freshmen. We try not to do that. But these guys, I think, are, are ready and prepared. And, um, you know, it's a lot different than playing eighth grade youth football than varsity football, but we think they're ready. Last thing for you, Coach Joyner, as uh, Coach John Joyner of Modern Day joins us on 97 Through the Fan, another podcast of high school football, or previewing the Metro Mesa League. Uh, Coach, talking about the Metro Mesa League, it's very difficult league, um, the best league in the South Bay by far. Uh, you got teams like Eastlake and Otay Ranch, but what does Modern Day need to do in order to, you know, potentially, you know, compete for a league title this year? I think I love our league. I think it's a lot of fun. I think every year we've been in this league, there's been a new champion. Uh, it's very, very even. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting by the time we get to league to see kind of who's established themselves. I think Osai Ranch is going to be a, a very tough team this year. I think Eastlake's very talented. Um, Olympians going through some changes, but they've been so consistent since I've been down here. Olympians probably been one of the most consistent teams. Uh, in our league, and then I know Benita's going to be better um, the second year under Coach Sam, and so it should be fun. I, I don't really know yet because we're so far away from league play, but for us to to compete, we have to do it physically, and that's usually if, if we're getting beaten league, it's because they're they're kind of bullying us. So hopefully, by the time we get to league, we're ready to roll. Coach Joyner, thanks again for joining us today. Always a pleasure talking to you uh, about high school football, about modern day as well. Uh, tell my boy Jared Isidoro hi as well. Oh, absolutely. I, I was just with him about 10 minutes ago. But I'll definitely tell him to say hi. And uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. Thanks again. Print it here on uh, another podcast for you, high school football. Uh, we're doing the Metro Mesa League now. That is our uh, 
uh, high school football preview as well. Uh, for any other high school football previews, if you want the Palomar League, Valley, uh, Coastal, Pacific, Avocado, Western, we all got that for you on 97ThroughTheFanSD.com as we release it uh, to a day uh, from August 15th, all, or August 14th actually, all the way uh, to August 22nd. We get ready for high school football on August 23rd. We'll have our high school football show again each and every Thursday night starting on August 15th uh, from 9 to 11. Coach John Cantera, myself, Braden Soprenit, break down everything you need to know about high school football for two hours. And then Friday, starting on August 23rd, we got high school football on the air on 97.3 The Fan, starting with Granite Hills at Poway. Uh, just like our other South Bay podcast, I'm joined by Luke Ramirez, freelance writer for the Union Tribune, um, also a Little League World Series guy. I know he's not, he's not he, he gives me a look like, hey man, come on, that was 12. That was 12. Um, 10 years ago now. Yeah, right? Oh, dude, don't, exactly. Um, we're talking about some high school football. First of all, Luke, how you doing today? Doing well. Glad to be back. Doing well. We're talking some high school football for you. Uh, Metro Mesa, this is the big dogs down in the South Bay, uh, the cream of the crop. These are the guys uh, that usually have really good football programs. Uh, Bonita Vista, East Lake, Modern Day, Olympian, Otay Ranch uh, are the uh, top five teams, of course, in the uh, South Bay. They're the five teams in the uh, Metro Mesa League. Uh, first thing. Aside from Eastlake, what team stands out to you? Uh, because when you look at it on paper, you're thinking Eastlake. When you think of the South Bay and football, you think Eastlake. I know you're an Eastlake alum, so try to keep it as uh, unbiased as possible. Um, but when you're thinking South Bay sports right now, you're thinking Eastlake. Yeah, absolutely. And the other team that would stick out would have to be Otaya Ranch for sure. Um, the league has been pretty volatile the last few years. Um, I know there's been a few different champions uh, going back three or four years. Um, but now that Coach McFadden is back at uh, Eastlake, I think he's going to reestablish that program to how he had it um, a few years back before he left uh, for a little while. And, you know, Eastlake should be that perennial powerhouse. But um, Otay Ranch, not too far behind. I mean, Coach Christensen um, is doing great things over there. And uh, as we'll get into later on, um, they're looking good. They got some size. They got uh, their physical. They got a lot of uh, tough opponents on their schedule. They got probably one of the best, uh, I was I say, in-section non-league schedule if that makes sense because mm-hmm. you know a lot of the um you know top dogs in, in san diego right now are playing out of out of town mm-hmm. because it's tough to find games i know john maffey the union tribune is gonna be writing a, a piece on scheduling over the next uh, week or so um, but let's get to it bonita vista we're gonna start with them um they're now in d3 at one point they were in d1 they had a nice little run there uh for a little bit uh they got a lot of guys from east lake when uh mcfadden left east lake originally um but ever since then they've they've kind of been struggling um they come in uh two and eight from last year they beat hilltop and uh, patrick henry um patrick henry was not that great last year either um modern day olympian otai ranch all beat bonita vista last year they entered with a negative 22.5 rating uh definitely way below uh their counterparts here in the uh, Metro Mesa League. Uh, they open up at St. Augustine. That's going to be really, really difficult for them to win. Then they got San Ysidro, Sweetwater, Steel Canyon, Henry, Hilltop, Otai, Eastlake, and then the rest of League, of course, uh, for you. I got them winning two games. I got them beating San Ysidro and Sweetwater, um, and uh, they might be able to beat Patrick Henry. Other than that, Steel Canyon, St. Augustine, uh, the league plays tough. We know Hilltop's going to be good. We just explained that as well. Not saying that they're bad, but just saying that the schedule they play and what they have, I got them going 2-8. and eight. I would be around there. Um, I, all I could say really is, you know, Coach Kirkland, Coach Sam Kirkland's in his second season. He's still trying to establish, you know, a culture there and, and really make it his program. I know a lot of the other Mesa coaches are really excited for him to do that. 
Um, so I think, uh, you know, in a year or two, um, Bonita Vista is going to, going to be back under the, under, under Kirkland, um, uh, their identity, what he said, is they just want to be a smart and tough football team. Uh, bottom line is to control the line of scrimmage and, and be on the positive side of the turnover margin. That's what he talked about a lot when I spoke with them earlier. Um, they have some skill players returning. Uh, Roland Coda will be will be pretty pretty interesting to watch. He amassed over a thousand yards, all purpose yards last season. Um, he had a big game in their homecoming game last year. Four touchdowns. Uh, he ran two, caught one. I'm sorry, he caught two, ran one, and had the kickoff return. Uh, for a touchdown to help him win over Hilltop with the game I saw him. Um, Kirkland's such an energetic guy. I think he's a guy that his players will absolutely gravitate towards. Uh, they'll really want to lay it on the line for him. And, um, you know, we're both athletes. You, you, you know what it's like when you got a coach you're playing for that you just want to absolutely win for no matter what. And absolutely. I think that's what they got at Benita. Um, even though they may, they're still really young, trying to find their identity. Um, it's it could be it's looking up for Benita, and I, I would have to agree with you there. They got they got about two to three wins it looks like on the schedule, um, but we'll have to see how it goes. And then the Mesa League is always we'll see, we also always have to see how it shakes out. The to me that's going to be Benita Vista versus Olympian, and um, whoever wins that game will not come in last. Right. I, I think right now, uh, you know, you got the new coach with Olympian, uh, the son of uh, or is Van Nostrand, Van correct? Nostrand, yeah, yeah. Uh, his son is now the head coach at Olympian uh, in his first year as being a head coach. Uh, that's going to be interesting for them. They also have a tough schedule. We'll get to Olympian in just a second, but I think we're in agreement or, or on the same record wise. Benita Vista is going to be. Of course, we go in kind of alphabetical order here. So we move on to East Lake. Uh, they went ten and two last year. I got to watch them play e, uh, Helix. We did that game on the air, um, and uh, you know Helix is Helix, and it was it got out of hand quickly. But I liked a lot out of Colmenero. The problem is. Colmenero is no longer at Eastlake. He's now at St. Augustine. Um, I also like Darius De Los Reyes. Yeah. The problem with that is he's no longer at Eastlake. He's at Lincoln. Right. Um, two of their top guys are now elsewhere. Uh, they did not submit their JV record or did not t- uh, turn in their returning starters to Cal Preps. Uh, they did beat Oceanside, Otay Ranch, and Grossmont last year. They lost to Torrey Pines and Helix. Uh, to me, they had a schedule that's in place it's very difficult. I know they were getting excited down there at Eastlake with the season that they had, talking with their athletic director about making the next schedule. It seemed like they made the schedule, and all of a sudden they lost a bunch of kids they didn't think they were going to lose uh, because they open up at Steel Canyon. Um, Steel Canyon's had a really good year last year. They beat Helix last year. Um, they're looking like they're going to be a, a, a force in the Grossmont League for, for years to come uh, as of now. Then they got St. Augustine, who I think is top three right now in the county entering the season. They got Lincoln who had a very good offseason. They had a lot of guys transfer into that school. They're going to have a lot of dudes. Um, they're going to have a lot more athletes than Eastlake has. That is also a tough game. Then they play San Jacinto, um, according to Cal Preps. So how I do it based on, you know, when you play a team out of, out of county uh, and out of, Lee, or out, of, out of California, I just take the Cal Preps ratings. If your rating's higher than that one, I'm just going to pick that game because mm-hmm. I have no idea how good San Jacinto is going to be right, right. In, in anything. I've never watched them play. I don't even know what their mascot is. Yeah. Um, but uh, Eastlake's got a better rating than San Jacinto, so I think they get a win there. And then they got Cathedral Catholic. Um, and Cathedral's got a ginormous line coming back. The, they're arguably one or t- number one or number two or number three in the county to start the league, uh, to start the season. So if you look at just those five games in general, they also have El Camino. I think they can win. But uh, those top five games, they play uh, arguably three of the top five teams in San Diego in their first five weeks. 
Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be incredibly tough. And uh, speak, talking to Coach Mack, he told me we're either gonna get we're either really stupid, and we're gonna get banged up, and not be able to play in league, or we're gonna get a lot better, and we'll and we'll we'll run right through league and 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 have some momentum going into playoffs. So it's gonna be so interesting. I mean, if you if you look if you if you had those guys Colmenero and De Los Reyes going against these top teams in the county. It might be something to look at, but I just I just don't know how they're going to be able to stack up, and especially since they were anticipating having those two guys, um, you know, who obviously are a huge portion of that offense and the points that they put on the board. Um, I still think that you know I still got faith in Coach Mack. He's gonna he's gonna ha- he has some dogs on defense that are going to be pretty tough. Um, I think they'll be able to keep a lot more points off the board um, than people are anticipating as well. What about scoring points? Because their new offensive coordinator is now Jason Texler. We know that guy can score a lot of points. Uh, he was at did at San Marcos. He was on the Helix staff. He was on that one staff at El Cajon Valley that all of a sudden made the team just unbelievable overnight. Uh, took him to a CIF uh, championship game. Jason Texler is now back. Uh, Back down in the South Bay, he's coaching at East League as the offensive coordinator. I can see that being probably a huge, a huge factor in East League success this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been told that they're going to have a, a, a full overhaul on the offense. Pretty much, they're going to look a little more spreadish, um, but they're not going to change the things that have been, you know, successful for them in the past. You know, when it comes to the tempo they operate with. Um, they're, they, I know they're going to have two kids uh, competing for the job, two underclassmen competing for the job. Uh, at quarterback, um, and they hope to plan. They plan on having somebody kind of rise to the top by week two. Um, but that's going to be interesting. There, I, I can't really speak to the playmakers they'll have on offense. Um, I mean, like it's just going to be how big is a, a hit is it going to be without Colmenero and Dallas Reyes. Uh, I think they'll have the, the Mahasan guys to step up, so it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Yeah, I got them going six and four, uh, two and four in non-league. I think most of the losses gonna be in non-league. Mm-hmm. I think they still run the table yeah. um, in the Metro Mesa League, uh, just because I think they get Otai. Otai is gonna be the biggest challenge to them. I still think they're better than Modern Day, um, but I know Modern Day is gonna be getting better, and um, and they should be able to handle Olympian and uh, Bonita Vista pretty easily. Uh, speaking of Modern Day, uh, they're the next team on our list, uh, Division Three. Three uh, team. They went three and seven last year after a really good season uh, the year before when they had CJ Verdell, who's now at Oregon, tearing it up uh, in the Pac-12. Uh, they lost. They beat El Cap, Benita Vista, Chula Vista last year. They lost to Bishops, Olympian, and Kearney. Um, I might have to change my. Uh, record for them after we talked to John Joyner, or, or since we talked to John Joyner, because they got some guys coming up. They have. Um, Aiden Calvert, who's a very good athlete, uh, I think their quarterback play is going to be pretty uh, okay. I watched him at passing like two years ago, um, so he's going to be. A, I think they might be a force there. Uh, and then you said they got a freshman coming in that uh, that might change everything. Absolutely, uh, Trey Edwards coming in as a true freshman, and I mean, when I talked to Coach Joyner, you could just hear the anticipation and anxiousness in his voice to be able to get this guy on the field and let him loose. Um, he's mostly going to play linebacker, from what I understand, but uh, they'll also mix him in with Calvert. Uh, to get some carries, and uh, I'm sure he'll be a guy that they'll be able to throw to as well. I think Applebaum, the the quarterback, excuse me, Appleman, the quarterback, um, he's going to be really talented. He's supposed to be coming into himself um, this year as a junior. Uh, 6'6", he's definitely got some room to grow into that frame, um, but he's going to be really a weapon in the pocket that uh, you know you don't really see a lot of in the Mesa League. You see a lot more kind of versatile guys that can tuck in and run as well, but I think uh, this Appleman guy is a true pocket passer. It'll be interesting to see. Um, you know the the weapons around him. If he's going to be able to utilize those tools, and how Joiner's going to be able to uh, run the offense through that. They got a tough schedule as well. We were talking about this on the uh, the Metro South Bay podcast about these South Bay schools. You know, scheduling 
out of their league. Uh, they're scheduling non-league games out of their league, if that makes any sense at all, because they got El Cap first. Um, usually, I think they would beat El Cap, but the, I saw El Cap's line, and it's going to be tough. Linemen are such a diamond, or not a diamond dozen. Linemen are hard to find in San Diego, and it seems like the top teams have four of them, and everybody else has maybe one of them. Right. Uh, the fact that El Cap's got three really big linemen, um, I haven't seen Modern Day's line yet, but the three guys I saw from uh, from El Cap look like they can hang with the helixes of the world right. and what have you. Again, I haven't seen them play. I've just seen them size. Uh, so El Cap is a tough game. Uh, Grossmont at Grossmont. That game will actually be aired on 97 Through the Fan. We'll be carrying that game modern day at Grossmont. That's an interesting matchup, too, because Grossmont had a very down year last year, but you know they're going to score a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of uh, you know whether or not modern day and their lack of depth, if you will, being a smaller school, um, can stay in the game and run up and down down the field with uh, uh, Coach Carlo's high-powered offense. Uh, the only get, the only benefit of that is they uh, the Foothillers give up a lot of points, just as many as they score. Um, then they got Bishops. Last year they should have beat Bishops. They lost. Um, they Bishops had a lineman playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. This year, even though modern day is better, they have their stud quarterback back, right. uh, who's going to Notre Dame. Mm. Uh, you got a guy going to Notre Dame that plays quarterback for you under under the signal caller. He's probably the best recruited athlete in San Diego right now. It's going to be tough to beat, uh, unless uh, you know, barring injury or what have you. At University City, I think that's a toss up game. I think it's very even between those two teams. Chula Vista, they should be able to win. Then they got Lincoln. Uh, I mean, Coach Joyner, we know I know him um, from you know him coaching with my dad over at San Augustine. Uh, he is not. Afraid to play anybody, and right. you can see based on the schedule there, he's kind of toned it down a little bit. He's playing teams that are still better, but teams that they can beat. I mean, it's not like he's going out and scheduling Helix, right? right and he's right. not going out and scheduling uh, Tory Pines or what have you. Uh, but modern day schedule is going to play a factor. I think I have three and seven right here. I that. It, the Otai Ranch game is going to be interesting. There's a lot of flip games. I can go see him going either way from three and seven to six and four. That's a huge range, but there's a lot of question marks as modern day Crusaders team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I see him. I see him pulling out against Grossmont. Um, I'm gonna have to go with you about on El Cap if if you're so high on those those linemen that they got. I, I'll, I'll take that with you. Um, I think Bishops, like you said, it's 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 going to be a different look than they had last year, which is actually the game I covered. Um, came right down the wire, really high scoring game. Um, but when you got that guy in there who's who's obviously going to a great program like Notre Dame, he's something special. Can't be overlooked there. Um, but yeah, in the league schedule, I, I think I don't quite think they're ready to take down Otai yet um, to become that kind of solid number two, but they're going to be really close, and I think um, that'll be a good game, the Otai modern day game. Probably one of the better games in the South Bay I, I see on the schedule. The, the, last year they kind of took a knock because they were, they were getting really good. You know, with C.J. Verdell, they're winning a lot of games. They're running their RPOs. They're doing a really great job. And then last year, just you know, just kind of took a little blip in the radar on on the thing. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, maybe they're going to start controlling it and getting back into uh, you know keeping kids down in the South Bay, not letting them leak out and uh, get guys to go to modern day. And the fact that they got that freshman coming in already uh, proves that they can you know try to get some of those kids um, over there and be Crusaders. Uh, moving on, Olympian. Three and eight last year. JV team went three and seven. Uh, they got fourteen guys coming back again. That can either be really good or really bad. They beat Modern Day Benita Hilltop last year. Lost to Santa Fe Christian Ramona Otai Ranch. They also played Cathedral last year. Um, this Olympian team is a team that also scheduled kind of out of their league. Mm. Uh, they're open up at Ramona. 
um, who's always tough. They they got Poway, who's got a lot better. They got at Torrey Pines, who was in the Open Championship last year. At Grossmont, um, who we were just talking about the modern day. You never know what you're going to get with that Grossmont team, but they're definitely going to score a lot of points. At Point Loma, uh, Western League matchup for them, a team in the Western League. Western League's the highest rated city league. Uh, and then you got Oceanside, who's supposedly, according to John Maffey, has their mojo back. Uh, that is a tough non-league schedule for a rookie head coach yeah. in uh, Coach Van Nostrand, the son of uh, the other Van Nostrand that started at Olympian uh, when Olympian started up. I have a really hard time finding spots in that schedule for wins, aside from maybe Benita Vista. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I mean, it's it's this is tough. This is really tough. Um, I, I, if anything, it speaks to kind of the the theme in the South Bay is kind of like a blue collar theme. You know, they want those games. It's it's tough to get for them to get games scheduled um, because for a North County team to lose to a South Bay team, it does not look good um, as far as the rankings and, and such. Um, so I know that this is this is probably um, tougher. Uh, I, I'm sure they know what they wanted, but it's tough. It's on the tough side for sure. Um, and as I'm right with you, they they uh, I can put them over Benita this year, but I don't think they get by anyone else um, in the Mesa League. You got any uh, kids' names for us to look out for? They get 14 guys coming back. Uh, I know the Union Tribune had a um, you know we have the preview articles, of course, uh, as you're a freelance writer for the Union Tribune. Um, before we get into Otai, just you know, kind of a couple kids that Olympian might have uh, that might make an impact. Yeah, Steve Brand did a great job with uh, this Mesa League preview. It's uh, Anthony Gilpin is a wide receiver and DB coming back. Looks like they have a quarterback in uh, Lucas Hamilton. Um, that's a player to be be watched out for. It's all going to come down to pretty much how you know Ryan Van Norstrand can do in his first year. Um, I I can't imagine the pressure. You know, trying to fill your pop shoes. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's it'll be interesting to see. I think everyone's excited for him. Um, hopefully, he can be a guy that sticks there because that's an up and coming program. One of the newer schools in the South Bay, so um, they're they're definitely going to want to look at, to move forward in the right direction, keep up with the big dogs in the Mesa League. Yeah, and, and Olympians had good years. My uh, junior, we played them in the CIF championship game mm-hmm. uh, in Division Three, uh, and they've had they've had years that they've had some guys, and so it's just about whether or not. The only thing it's like, and I, I've never been a head coach, but I have been coaching the last couple of years um, at my alma mater, and you know, as a young coach, you know, my first year coaching JV, our team was just not very good, mm. and it's just like it's the kind of like the frustration of you know trying to stick with it and just each and every week just treat it as a new week, and we'll see what he, uh, you know, how Ryan handles that, of course, and it's going to be tough sledding, and it's just yeah. the way to not, um, you know get uh, discouraged with the results and not get discouraged because it's going to be a process of a couple years uh, to get them to where they want to be uh, for sure. Last team on the list, Otay Ranch. Uh, they're on the up and up. They went 6-5 and five last year. They made a Division One playoff appearance. I don't know, not, not Division One, Maybe Division One. I think they got dropped down to D2 this year. Um, but they played, uh, they beat Point Loma, Valley Center, Olympian. They lost to Oceanside in the playoffs, Steel Canyon, Eastlake. They ended with a 12.8 rating. Um, this is another team that schedules out of their league. We've we've been talking about this for the entire South Bay, it seems like, uh, scheduling uh, teams that are a lot better than them. Uh, open up with San Marcos. That is a tough opponent. I know they got a brand-new coach up there. Um, but it's still going to be tough for them. At Valley Center, they go all the way up the mountain to take on the Jaguars. Uh, Coach Gilster always has his guys ready to go up there. At Point Loma, I think, is a very winnable game for them. Steel Canyon, St. Augustine, Cathedral Catholic. Wow. I mean, that, that stretch right there. Think about that stretch right there. you got Saints, Steel Canyon, and Cathedral back-to-back-to-back to back to back weeks. Yeah. Um, try to get through that 
without one getting hurt and two getting like incredibly banged up uh, on top of ha- losing potentially kids uh, in that. I, the thing is, if they get through that healthy, watch out in yeah. the league play because oh, yeah. they're going to be battle tested by all means. Because by the time they play Saints and Cathedral, Saints and Cathedral have already played. Um, yeah. Not Jesuit. Saints is playing, I think, uh, Loyola up in Los Angeles. Cathedral at that point would have already played LCC, Helix, um, Centennial, Saguaro from Arizona. I mean, they're going to be battle-tested by the time Otai plays them, and then you're going to play that team, and then you're going to be battle-tested with all the battle wounds that you have as well. That is a tough schedule for them. I think all of their losses that they're going to have are going to come in non-league, mm. and then one maybe in the Eastlake game. I think, yeah. I think- uh, but I think they're good enough to beat Eastlake. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna depend. Um, you know, Eastlake has that tough non-league schedule as well, so it's kind of gonna be who comes out of that best, really. Um, I mean, but we need to, when you think about Otai, from what I've seen, you think about a team that's gonna come out and punch you in the mouth on the first snap. I mean, they're such a physical football team. They got size on both lines that are gonna deal out that physicality. Um, and if you don't believe me, go back and check out the Union Tribune's article from uh, Tuesday night. It's uh, like a couple of days ago, right? Yeah. Uh, on just on Otai Ranch. Yeah, Zach Zach uh, Rachow. Um, he's a senior. He was hurt last year. He's mo- he's moving from center to tackle. The kid is six foot eight, two forty. And once again, if you don't believe me. Just pull up the UT article and look at the picture of this. In the front page, I saw that he is ginormous. He's got long hair. He's just like, wow, where did they get this kid from? Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, That's going to be a big reason why they're uh, successful for sure. I I like this Otay Ranch team. You know, they're going to be at come playoff time. Their record's going to be around five and five, maybe six and four. You know, maybe even four and six. But that's going to be a team nobody wants to play the playoff. I don't want to play that team. Um, they, uh, it's not. They're going to be better than what their record says, um, solely on the fact of all the teams that they've been playing. I'm sure they're going to have a very high uh, Cal Prep, CIA, whatever rating system they're doing now. I, I think they got rid of. Um, the margin of victory portion the San Diego section did. So we'll see what it is. But the fact that they're playing all those teams is uh, it's going to boost their rating regardless if they win or lose. And then they're going to be uh, somebody that nobody wants to play in the Division Two playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they're my favorite probably to win Division II, uh before I look at who else is in uh, Division Two, of course. Uh, right. So to recap, I got Eastlake coming in first. I think you agree with that mm-hmm. in your non-biased uh, Titan alum opinion over there. <laughs> uh, I got them going 4-0. Uh, I think the one team that could beat them and knock them off and potentially win league this year, I think, is Otai. Yep. I think you're in agreement there. Uh, going 3-1. Modern day, I got them going 2-2 two and two as they get better and, and, and try to get that team and program going. Olympian, I got them going 1-3 because I think they could beat Benita. And then I got Benita coming last at 0-4. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're spot on. Um, That's twice now. We've totally agreed. Uh, we'll see how the uh, the Metro uh, Pacific League does. Yeah, uh, in terms of our opinions on that, but uh, I I don't want to say it's like pretty self explanatory in the South Bay, but it seems like every league's got like one top dog, and then it kind of and it falls off after that. Yeah, pretty much. And and the only thing about East Lake is is those two players that have transferred out. Um, I don't think when I when I was there last uh, earlier this week, it didn't seem like it was that big. It was weighing that much stress on coaches' mind. I think they've moved past it and are ready to uh, you know carry on without them. Um, but it, it's just going to depend on how much of a toll, how many points that keeps off the board for them at the end of the day. So um, that's what it's going to come down to. And 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 both Otai and Eastlake's tough non-league schedules. Who's going to come out uh, with more momentum and and more healthy guys? <laughs> 
He's Luke Ramirez. I'm Braden Suprenant. We break down uh, the South Bay leagues. Uh, if you want to check out our other South Bay podcast, go to 97ThroughTheFanSD.com. Uh, you'll be able to click on the, the link of this one. should have all of the previews that we have on this page at the top of the page. Uh, click on it. We'll have an article for you on each and every uh, single team. We'll also have the podcast for each and every uh, uh, single league that we did. We're going to cover 10 of them uh, starting on August 15th all the way to August 22nd. Um, I don't know what day this one is. We'll release it when we release it. Um, But thanks again for joining us. Uh, He's Luke Ramirez. I'm Braden Soprenitz. Of course, tune into our high school football show each and every Thursday night on 97 Through the Fan. You can listen on the radio.com app. You can listen on 97ThroughTheFanSD.com anywhere you can live stream uh, the radio we have you covered. It will be me and Coach John Cantera every Thursday night from 9 to 11. We got coaches on. We got players on. They come in studio with us. We break down uh, the games that are going to happen the next day. We'll get live reports from Luke Ramirez talking about the South Bay, of course, uh, and, and what have you. We'll do our game picks all the nine yards. And then, of course, each and every Friday night, we're going to be broadcasting high school football on 97 through the fans, starting with Granite Hills at Poway. We just talked about modern day. They're going to be t- traveling to Grossmont in week two. That will be our week two matchup on 97 through the fans. So all of your uh, modern day fans, uh, get ready because we're going to have that game on the air for you on the radio.com app live stream game. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a great season. Uh, and we're excited for it right here on 97 through the fans. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.